Welcome to the Cannabis Review, everybody. I've got a great episode for you today. I'm delighted to be joined on the show by Gino Kenny. Gino's a TD for Dublin Midwest. How are you keeping, Gino? I am great, great. Thank you very much for coming on the show, mate. I know you've been a, a long advocate working in this industry and uh, you've been a campaigner for medical, medical cannabis program in Ireland. You also introduced the legislation to legalize medical cannabis and led the successful national campaign resulting in the change of law. Can we start basically there? What's the overview at the moment of Ireland's cannabis program as you see it? Um, well, yeah, you're right. On five years ago, almost to the day, I introduced the bill around medical cannabis. Um, and obviously, it, you know, eventually pushed the government into changing the policy after a very, very long campaign. Um, and also campaigners, families and individuals had campaigned for access you know, for themselves or the family members. So that was the kind of the cutting edge of the campaign. So at the moment, um, the Medical Cannabis Act program will be will commence in the next, I think, week. Um, and for the first time, uh, if you have a qualified condition under the program, uh, you can get medical can a medical cannabis product described for that condition. Now, it's, it's quite restrictive. Uh, we were very critical at the time in relation to the omission of chronic pain. Um, but you know, that's it is what it is, uh, and hopefully we can campaign in the very, very near future in relation to um, you know widen the scope of the medical cannabis access program in relation to other conditions, um, and people getting access um, via the you know the long term illness scheme or the medical card. So that's uh, that's where we're at. It, it was as I said, it was a very it's a long campaign that is in some ways only begun. Um, but, you know, uh, we keep pushing forward in relation to kind of reforming uh, and getting I mean, people getting access to medical cannabis uh, via the program and broadening it out in the near, very near future. OK. And can you tell me who, who who's responsible for the, the choice of ailments that are be able to receive this program? So the HPRA, which is the Health Product Regulation Authority, yeah. They commissioned a document in 2017 in relation to uh, medical cannabis in Ireland, and they recommended a medical cannabis access program with them three conditions. We were very critical at the time. Um, they have an expert group uh, that kind of, you know, made that kind of recommendation. Um, and at the time, I said, you know, why was chronic pain and other conditions omitted? Uh, they gave an explanation, which I thought was kind of slightly kind of, you know, didn't really hold weight. Um, but they're the, they're the kind of, I suppose they're the group and kind of um, authority that have, you know, put the, the program together. Um, but at least it's, on the positive side, at least it's a start, you know, um, from where we were. Um, and it's been, as I said, it's been very protracted. Uh, but at least now families and individuals can get metal cannabis products under prescription rather than have to go to a license system, which the license system will still be in existence. But, um, you know, families hopefully can get it under, under prescription very, very soon um, and don't have to go through all the kind of bureaucracy and the kind of the, the arbitrary nature of the, of the, the licensing system. Okay, and brings on to the next topic is your bill that you're proposing. You're going to be debating in the Dáil this summer. Do you want to give everybody an overview of exactly what it is that you're going to be debating in the Dáil? Yeah. Uh, 
So the bill I'm proposing to put forward, uh, the Cannabis Regulation and Control Bill, obviously this is for recreation use, and the, the two issues shouldn't be conflated uh, in relation to medical and uh, recreation use. Sometimes they do, no, but, you know, um, I can't, sometimes we can't help that. But uh, So the bill, it's been drafted at the moment. Um, I'm hoping to introduce it sometime in the autumn, probably October, because um, the doll comes back on the 14th of September. Um, and uh, we'd hope to have the bill ready to go in around that time. Um, so, it, again, it hasn't been drafted, but it, it essentially will, uh, you know, uh, you know, I suppose it cause a debate uh, in relation to um, end of prohibition and kind of making cannabis legal in a framework of regulation and a framework of revenue um, and a framework of where people are, you know, you know, not criminalized for cannabis use, cultivation and possession because it doesn't work um, and it's been a failure, essentially. So, um, you know, we need to go beyond failure and go beyond, when you go beyond failure, you have to look at something very, very different and a, a paradigm sh shift and that shift is legalization. Uh, so the bill hopefully will kind of instigate that debate um, and kind of create a kind of, I suppose, you know, I suppose an atmosphere where, you know, we have to look beyond the kind of very antiquated laws around cannabis use. So that's what it will do. The, the finer, finer details, I, you know, I can't really comment at the moment because obviously, you know. Uh, we can get we you back and we can discuss those yeah, kind of things. Yeah, I think detail, it's better, I yeah. think. Can yeah. you give me an example? Let's say for everybody watching here, let's talk us through the procedure if it does happen. So you bring a bill to the doll, you'll debate yeah. it. Let's say you convince your opposition that they're going to be in favour of what you're proposing. Everybody says, yay, the bill gets proposed. Talk, talk us through like the next three important steps that happen that bill then to be able yeah. to, let's say, it progresses to where there is a dispensary that some uh, somebody can go in with a medical card who's over the age of 21 and can access that as an adult consumer without yeah. being uh, it under a medical program. How yeah. many? How, how many? What's the duration of time, and how many? Well, it's it's very difficult. It's very difficult to put a time um, frame on it. I mean, things in here work extremely slow, and especially if you're in opposition. Fat the vast majority of opposition bills never see the light of day. They never get past. You know, the you'll introduce a bill. It's debated and then it's voted down. That that's what happens to the vast majority of bills, and even bills that kind of go beyond that, which would be second stage, then yeah. they go into committee stage uh, or pre-legislative scrutiny. Um, just, there's every chance that it will never see the light of day. You know, so you know. Do you uh, see the, what if the opposition came in and can they take your idea and your bill and they can they can themselves. Yeah, no, they can, and if they want to do that, I'm, I'm fine. You yeah, know, I, I, I'm fine. If the government say, you know, okay, we looked at your bill, you know, we, well, you know, and we let it pass the committee stage. In some ways, it has happened to other opposition bills where, like, an opposition idea or a bill has been basically the, the guts of it has been taken from, by the government in situ, and they've legislated for. It. If they want to do that, fair enough. That's that's no problem. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if that will happen. Um, but the main thing is that we introduce a bill, there's a debate in the doll, there's a vote very soon after, um, and then, you know, the, the doll then gives direction on where the bill needs to go. Does it kind of be, does it fall completely? 
Uh, is there an amendment to the bill? You know, the best case scenario that, you know, it's 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 voted on and it is it's agreed that it goes to probably pre-legislative scrutiny or committee stage. You know, that would be I mean that would be a, a big kind of step in relation to ending prohibition in Ireland if it could get to that stage. You know, pre-legislative scrutiny. So there's a long, long way to go in relation to this. Uh, obviously, a numbers game as well. Like the government have a majority, and if they want to vote any opposition bill down, uh, they can. Um, but we would be looking for support in the government, particularly the Green Party. The Green Party have a very good policy around um, cannabis use, so we'd be hoping for for their support. Now, whether they're they're in a kind of a pact with the Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, um, kind of you know the coalition. So you know we'd be looking for a broad a broad spectrum of support to. You know, look at the kind of merits of legalisation and end on prohibition. Okay, brilliant. And the last topic that we want to talk about is the inflection point for politicians. It leads us on from what we were just talking about. Is it going to be the case of, like, say, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, we know that the Green parties, you guys are in favour of this. The other parties that have claimed to not be in favour, is it going to be job creation? Is it going to be revenue earned for the, uh, the tax and licensing excise people? Is it is it is it patient access? What are the, the inflection points to UC politicians actually? You know, go out. I'm going to support this now. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Um, and we've seen over the last couple of decades how social issues, um, you know, I suppose people power and kind of uh, persuasion has changed politicians' minds. Uh, so there's a kind of a there's a revolution going on in Ireland in relation to social issues. Uh, and again, we've just, we just, you can just look back at the last six or seven years of certain issues that were kind of, in some ways, slightly taboo, uh, but they're kind of mainstream in some, in some guises. Um, and, you know, drug reform is probably no different. Um, there is a lot of taboos around it. What will kind of change people's minds? Um, I think there's a number of factors. Um, I think, you know, public opinion is ahead of politicians in this, right? By, uh, I think, by a good margin. Uh, and when you parole um, the moving parts of legalization on the table, I think the majority of people in Ireland, actually, the majority of people in most countries, will say, look, uh, keeping uh, cannabis illegal doesn't hasn't worked right it doesn't work and it's uh, counterproductive mm -hmm. so we want to do something very different and that different is uh the 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 the, the opposite of what what is happening now and what's happening now is people are being criminalized people are um people going through the criminal justice system and you know being criminalized for cannabis use that doesn't work uh so we want to do something different um and if there's enough kind of a public mood out there, you know, uh, to push, you know, they want change on this, then things can happen very, very quickly, you know, and things can happen, you know, unexpectedly. Um, and other parties that had a kind of uh, an opposition to certain things, you know, minds do change, you know, they do evolve. Uh, but the cutting edge of kind of that change is always a public opinion. You know, it's people on the street uh people kind of contacting their tds 
so forth and saying look at in on this issue we don't we believe that you know it's wrong to criminalize them criminalize people um, and we need to do something very very different and with a better outcome with kind of harm reduction so they're all the factors and the factors there's other factors as well about as i said health land approach how it actually could create revenue um how it could you know where there's regulation because there's no regulation whatsoever around cannabis use uh there's a so once you have prohibition that then a vacuum exists and where there's a vacuum people certain individuals and groupings will fill that vacuum in and at the moment that vacuum is being uh, filled in by the black market uh, and criminal gangs and they use all sorts of unscrupulous um uh tactics to you know uh, you know to kind of for distribution and bringing minors into the kind of the distribution of drugs and it's pretty insidious um so why you allow that to happen you know uh, governments are allowing this to happen um and are they're waiving control over the distribution of cannabis so you know what air bill would do is basically uh cut the black market out not entirely because i think sometimes there will be you know there will always be kind of the black market in the background but less so in relation to uh, end of prohibition so all them factors on um you know and you know uh, trying to kind of debate tds uh, that may be in opposition to it and kind of teasing the kind of things out they may have concerns about so all that factors i think uh, will be a kind of very robust debate and an interesting debate in the in the in the next couple of months yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that debate needs to uh, maintain the fact that any revenue comes from the cannabis industry needs to go back into the stakeholders in each neighbourhood where that industry is making money. So police reinvestment, schools reinvestment, health reinvestment. So it's not yeah. just an industry that's there to make money. It's an industry that's there to generate revenue for the community that those businesses are in and exactly. uh, help benefit anybody. And I think you'd want to be a cold-hearted SOB to even not be in favour of that, regardless of what your stance on other drugs may be. Exactly, exactly, Owen. And I think things are changing. Like, you know, you see the United States, you see Mexico, you see other countries around the world. They, they're looking at things differently than than they've done what they were doing before. Yeah. And kind of, you know, the misuse of drugs the act itself is quite antiquated um, and you know it needs to be reformed particularly on cannabis use and i think well, there's obviously a, there's, there's a kind of a, a middle road uh, called decriminalization and i'm all for decriminalization um but it doesn't decriminalization particularly on cannabis doesn't go far enough you you have to be talking about legalization and um and regulation market yeah 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 because yeah, if you're talking if you're about legalization it kind of fudges the idea um and some people like i think the majority of tds would be for the decriminalization in some form uh, but they need to go before and they've been talking about this for decades right does it yeah. like this place they can it's a talking shop i'll be honest with yeah. you. there's a lot of talking and not enough action you know and particularly around issues where you know where working class people are really, really affected. Um, and it's a, cla it's a class issue as well. Uh, mm. So we need to kind of, you know, keep kind of raising the issue around kind of why kind of uh, prohibition and kind of criminalizing people for personal drug use doesn't, it's, it's counterproductive.
And I think other countries are seeing that and they're going to have to do something different because, you know, it's about kind of, um, you know, it's, it's about kind of, it's, it's a societal thing as well. Uh, and it's an issue where, you know, uh, people can be drawn into that kind of the alternative economy in relation to distribution of drugs. Um, and that can, as I said, that can be very insidious in relation to communities and individuals and so forth. So we need to do something very different. Uh, from what has happened and what will, you know, what will be the future. And that future is uh, ending prohibition and kind of doing something very, very different from what we were doing before. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. And as the generations move along, as I said, I think those outdated policies that became in the Reagan eras are long since gone. Anybody born after 1980 now has a bit of cop on about them and yeah. understands the world that they live in and grew up with this as a thing and realise the, the garbage that's out there in the illegal market and the fact that it's now considered like wine over in California with billion dollar companies. So those companies aren't going to just sit over there. Once they're allowed to go to North or Europe, they're going to be over here in Ireland should be taking advantage of the jobs yeah. and that are going to come yeah. here with it. But Gino, yeah. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, mate. I hope well, we get to touch base towards the end of the year and find out more details in the bill yeah. and uh, yeah. give everybody a little bit more information. But you enjoy the rest of your day and keep up the great bill. work. Thanks, pal. See you later, guys. Thanks, man.